Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hit it, shot! Oh, baby, what a play! This is Jeff Fedon with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team and Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I preview Eagles at Chiefs. Joe, this is maybe the game of the year. Super Bowl rematch. It's the Kelsey Bowl. There's the Kelsey and the Swift on one side. It's Andy Reid versus old team. It's the teams with the two best records in their uh, respective conferences. Joe, where, where do we go from here? How do we break this well, down? I mean, well, we have to also, you know, talk about, you know, Taylor Swift possibly changing her allegiances here, that she's <laughs> she's changing her songs to include the word Chiefs, even though she grew up in Philadelphia. There's a lot of drama around this game, Jeff, and I have to say, if there's a, if there's a script in the NFL, the NFL definitely uh, did the right thing by creating this game and and how it's all led to this point, right? As far as the eight and one Eagles, the seven and two Chiefs. Super Bowl rematch, all the drama around it. They're both coming off huge games, right? I mean, that was a huge win for the Chiefs in Germany against the Dolphins. In the Tyreek Hill, you know, drama. You have the Eagles beating their nemesis, the Cowboys, in a division game, um, in a in a barn burner. I, I don't know. This is setting up for a. It could be the most watched game, regular season game in a long time. When when people tune in on Monday night to catch this one. You know, you said that on our last pod, and I kind of had more time to ruminate it. Maybe I was also a little less jet lagged, <laughs> could process could process things a little bit more after the Germany trip. And Joe, you might be right. You know, it it seems like each year, you know, the NFL sets records. I mean, the the Chiefs um, Germany game uh, set records for the most most watched international game. Joe, you might be honest. I mean, this could be the most watched regular season game. Um, you know, at least in maybe. ESPN Monday night uh, football history, um, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, given, given where the teams are at, given all these uh, um, subplots here. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and, and Jeff, you know, the thing about this game that's, you know, super interesting is, you know, the, the NFL set this one up because this is, this game technically isn't really supposed to be happening because the chiefs are not on an NFC East schedule. And the Eagles right. are not on an AFC West schedule, right? That happens every so many years, and they're making an exception for this game. Now, whether or not they've got some rule in now that they can do whatever they want with that 17th game, but you know, this game really shouldn't be happening in, in, in reality, right? If you go back old school scheduling and the way the NFL has always historically and traditionally done it, that's another, I think, piece of the drama that adds to this, right? I mean, after that Super Bowl with the connections and everything that these two teams have both in common and, and all the, the fan bases and everything that go goes around it. Like they must've just said, Hey, why not? Let's, even if we're breaking tradition, let's make this game happen. we got 17 games. Let's add this one in and break that traditional, you know, play the, the certain divisions every four years. I mean, I kind of like it. I like the flexibility of it. I like it too. And we, you know, you talk about kind of the game of the year and we have some, Fun ones coming up that the Eagles will play the Niners, the the Chiefs will play the Bengals and Bills, two of their playoff, you know, kind of uh, frequent foes. Um, but this, I think, is as big as any 
Joe, and, and it's also a little bit, we joke, it's a little bit the Joe Valerio ball. I mean, you, you're you in you're in Philly, you grew up there, you know the team, and of course you played for the Chiefs. So I want, I want to kind of lead into your expertise. One the question that I have, Jalen Hurts hasn't looked, he, he was amazing. I thought he was the best player in that Super Bowl, and he was going to kind of build off that. He hasn't. Joe, how, how banged up is he, and how much of a factor is that to why, why he maybe hasn't played like I thought he, he he would this year? Well, I think I think well, let let's take the objective view on that before we touch on on Jalen's. You know, Jalen is actually outstatting Patrick Mahomes right now when that's you look not, at them side by side. True. Yeah. So who would have thought that, right? Who would have thought that, right? Everybody thought. You know, coming at, coming out of this this off season, um, you know, what the, with what the Chiefs were going to do, um, and to make some improvements here and there, that that you know Patrick wasn't going to have another great season, and and he and he is, and and I think we got to give Jalen Hurts a little bit of credit that he's having just as good of a season. Um, he's actually his rating is better. Um, I think his his I think his completion percentage might be better. I've I've seen some side by sides. Now, Jalen Hurts has something that I think the the Chiefs don't have. And that is a player like AJ Brown. Now granted we have our our sort of version of that with Travis Kelsey, but he's but Travis is still a tight end. You know, and he's still a tight end. He has a tight end body. He's he's not going to have the receiving wide receiver skills that that an AJ Brown is going to have um just from, you know, just being totally objective. Now is Travis as effective? Yeah, he can be just as effective because Andy Reid knows how to use him. But I just keep saying, so I watch a lot of Eagles, watch a lot of Chiefs. I always say to myself, every time I watch the Eagles play, I'm like, if Patrick Mahomes had A.J. Brown, I think they could have had a shot at going 17. No, exactly. I'm serious. I'm not just, I'm just not being, you know, Pollyanna about this. Like they've solidified the offensive line. I think the tackles, they've gotten past all the, jumping off side stuff and everything. I think Isaiah Pacheco has filled the need. He's really, really come into his own. And I just have a feeling that if they had an AJ Brown to compliment Travis Kelsey and, and the other great receivers that they do have, I think they could. And the, Oh, and the way this defense is playing, mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think the chiefs could have gone undefeated. You know, and to your point, Joe, I'm looking at the stats right now. You, you're you you are right on that. Like um, Jalen Hurts actually has a better. First of all, their stats are really similar. Um, similar Jalen Hurts yeah. actually has a better completion percentage, but real close, 68.9 to 68.6. Their yards are very close. Uh, Mahomes, they both uh, has uh, 2442, 23.47 for Hurts, but Hurts has a higher. Uh, yards per pass, and also their touchdown to interception, real close, seventeen to eight touchdown to interception ratio for Mahomes, fifteen to eight for Hertz. Um, so maybe, <laughs> maybe what what I, I said wasn't. I think you put it in much better perspective. Still, though, we saw that big shot that Jalen Hurts took um, last game. I think it looks like his leg is bothering me. Well, well you know know the team better than I, and and seen it even more of the Eagles. Curious what you think, how much of a fa- how healthy do you think he is and how much of a factor do you think that will be for this game? Well, I think it's a big factor, Jeff. And, and I think, you know, Jalen Hurts is, he's not like a, he's not a running quarterback, right? He's not somebody 
he does obviously make things happen with his legs and he can get outside the pocket and he can do all those things that, that, you know, that make him very effective. And I think, but he, you know, he's definitely a player that, you know, he, he makes things happen, but he's, you know, he is turning into a quarterback. And, and I think that's something that the Eagles coaches wanted him to do. Like they wanted to turn him into a quarterback. And I think having AJ Brown has sort of done that and helped him along with that path. I think if he felt a little bit more pressure um, to to try to win the game with his feet, I think he'd 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 probably not be progressing as well as he is. Having having Swift right is another you know bringing, bringing DeAndre was, not Taylor. Let's let's clarify. Yeah, they, of course, not Taylor. DeAndre Swift has really brought a, another level of confidence in that he can hand the ball off when he gets into the RPO situation and he gets into the QB option situation he, he he doesn't have a problem handing the ball off right now so i think it's helping him but jeff just like you said i think the one thing that is holding him back a little bit i do think he is a little banged up mm. i think you know he is a physical player he you know he does that push push brotherly shove like he gets out he doesn't doesn't slide a lot he does run you know some qb option stuff some sprint option things like that um i think he's i think he's i think there's something going on there that are, it might be slowing him down just a tad. And uh, we're going to get back to this matchup, of course. But first, the last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops. Betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code BLEAV, B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, Joe, I, I, and I lo- love what you said about DeAndre Swift. That I mean, I think that's an area where the Eagles have gotten even better. I think, you know, we're seeing Miles Sanders and with the Panthers has kind of struggled. Uh, I think the running game is even better with the addition of yet another Georgia Bulldog. But before we get into kind of the weeds of the matchup, which we will, I'm curious, Joe, if you think, you know, do the Eagles have any any kind of edge or maybe a more more of a motivation going to this, you know, wanting to get kind of revenge for the, the Super Bowl loss? Or you think, no, that's a Super Bowl. This is a regular season game. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter as far as added motivation. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tear a page out of your playbook, Jeff, because you, <laughs> you, you brought up to me on on one of our pods. You always talk about the team that can't afford to lose mm-hmm. has a lot more at stake, and I think in this particular situation with this game, the way that things are are sort of shaking out um, in both the conferences, even though there was some slight trip ups there this weekend you know, um, with the Ravens and and the Bengals and the Bills have been struggling a little bit, you know, the Chiefs having beat the Dolphins, like, I still think at seven and two, I still think the Chiefs have a lot more to lose than the Eagles do at eight and one, even though there's a lot of people breathing down the Eagles neck and the Eagles do have a pretty meaty part of their schedule coming up yeah. too. I mean, the Eagles still, you know, they still have to play Kansas City right after that. Uh, what five days later or six days later? Because you know we're playing on Monday night. They've got Buffalo on Sunday at Buffalo. So they get they got a, 
Um, I'm sorry, I said that's at home. Then San Francisco's coming into town after that. Then they've got their big division rival, Dallas, who they've wow. always battled with. That's wow. four wow. really tough games. Yeah. How, however, you know, I think with Buffalo struggles, I think with with you know San Francisco, you know, having um, more losses than the Eagles do, obviously. I I personally feel like the Chiefs have more to lose. I just I don't know. It, 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 they just don't have that one game uh, breathing room that is you know giving them you know that little bit of extra comfort um, to know, especially with their meaty part of the schedule coming up. Right, they got the Eagles game, and then they've got Buffalo, and then they've got Cincinnati built in there, and then they've got to finish the season with the Chargers, who you know they they have their ups and downs. So I think I think personally I think the Chiefs have more to lose by not winning this game. That's my opinion. Good stuff there, Joe. Joe, and we've also got to talk about, you know, of course, this is the Kelsey Bowl. We've got to talk about the Kelseys. I also want to talk about how they spent their bye week. You know, I was texting you about this because uh, I was watching the Thursday night football broadcast where Jason Kelsey was uh, on the part of the Amazon crew and also came in the booth. Joe, he was so good. Like, th- these guys are both bound for – successful media careers after their uh, NFL career is over. But, um, you know, the the main booth is uh, Kirk Herbstreet and Al Michaels for Thursday night uh, football. Al Michaels is, of course, maybe the best play-by-play guy of all time, though he's, you know, he's obviously older. I don't think he's quite as good as he used to be. And I really like Herbstreet uh, on college football. I don't think he's been great on the NFL games. I don't think he's – they've had this great chemistry. Um and I thought Jason Kelsey stepped in there. I thought he was the best broadcaster just out of the gate like that for his for his kind of guest appearance. Yeah, he's super smart and he knows football and he's incredibly well spoken. He he's he's definitely destined. I mean, he's you know, and I think anytime proud to be a lineman, you know, anytime you can get a lineman's perspective too, who also knows the game, mm-hmm. I think it just adds a little something, right? You're not, I don't know, it just feels like Good linemen, um, or good linemen broadcasters, I should say, or or broadcasters who were linemen. I think they bring a more relatable perspective to the game, and they and I it feels like they're talking with you about the game, and they're not talking at you about the game. And and I'm not not being critical of quarterbacks, and they're going on to you know there's some great quarterbacks who are great color color commentators and great play by play guys. Tony Romo is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. He's a he's somebody who talked to fans. Mm-hmm. listeners and watchers and viewers he doesn't talk at them um but you know i think you, you know you have to be careful with that when you've played a position like quarterback where you were the commander right where you were the the field general and i think you get a lineman's perspective in there and somebody who really knows the game of football all aspects of it the way that seems like jason kelsey does obviously just from his his brief stint there and in any interview or his podcast or anytime you hear him talk I think he he would be fantastic, and he's definitely some somebody I would tune into, and specifically to listen to him call the game and to hear what his perspective is. To your point, this is a little bit of a digression, Joe, but kind of interesting. I always, whenever I'm in an NFL locker room after the game, um, I always seek out offensive linemen because I, I think they're better quote for uh, several reasons. One, you know, sometimes the skill players, usually the skill players, there's more of a line, there's more of a uh, a media horse, so you can get like one on one time, but I think by and large, stereotypically, like the offensive linemen are are very 
are kind of almost smarter. They have to know everything that's going on on the whole play rather than just, you know, running back just needs to know which hole or wide receiver just really needs to know the route that they have a really good understanding of the, of, of the, uh, of everything that's going on football wise. And that's, uh, and I think Travis seemed to bring that to the broadcast. Excuse me. Yeah, James, we'll, we'll talk about Travis. James, yeah, we'll talk about Travis. Well, you know, Jeff, it's, it's, yeah, it's the only position on the field that, that requires that much teamwork too. Right. 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 Yeah. Five guys have to work as one really literally from tackle to tackle, those five guys have to work as one. And, and then you throw a tight end in there too. But, you know, I think Jeff, you have to remember that, you know, every time you go over and you, you talk to one of those linemen, you know, that you, you cause them to have a fine on their fine. <laughs> board. And, and, and whether it's, I, you know, with inflation, it might be closer to 10 or $15, but you know, we used to get fined $5 every time we were caught talking to the media. So do you think that's still that that's, that's hilarious, Joe. Great point. You think that still exists or this, era of like social media and stuff i'm i that'd be interesting to find out if there still is the kangaroo court type of deals for these uh well i've been talking i can't imagine what how much fine how much how much the fines would be for the way social media is used today i mean you can't you, you wouldn't be able to do a tweet you right. know, or anything right. without getting fined the parties must be huge if they're still keeping <laughs> that kangaroo court because of all of the ways that you can uh get in the media i mean Travis Kelsey alone with what's going on with Taylor Swift would be funding karaoke parties and, and year end parties just himself. So, um, yeah, but, but it's, uh, you know, but Lyman are, you're right though, but just to put a cap on it, you know, it, it is, I, I've always felt and not just because I am one, but I just felt like we always had a little bit, a little bit of a different perspective on, on the game. I, I so agree. And you mentioned Travis, I also mentioned him, but in, on accident, I met, I met Jason. He so while his brother Jason spent the bye week, you know, uh, polishing his broadcasting resume. Resume. Travis spent it in Argentina with uh, Taylor Swift for her. Joe, any chance? You know, the Chiefs have this big Germany game, a lot of lot of travel, big jet lag, and then he spends a bye week going to Argentina. More travel. Any concern that this is, you know, the bye week is for resting and recovering. That. Any concern that this could be a distraction or this could be more difficult, um, make things more difficult for Travis? Yeah, I mean, look, at you can always look at that. And if he plays really well, they'll say, no, it wasn't a big deal. If he looks sluggish out there and doesn't have a great stat day or drops a ball or two, people are going to say, well, he shouldn't have traveled. So he's in a, he's in a no-win situation at this point. <laughs> Uh, which I don't, I don't envy, but you know, I, I always, you know, we always found a way uh, under the Marty Schottenheimer era to do something during the bye week to be able to reconnect with family. And, and, and a lot of times, you know, that means getting on a plane. I mean, you just, you just have to do it right. It's just, it's impossible for every player and all their families to live in the city that they play in. So, you know, it was always a trip back to Philadelphia for me during the bye week with Coach Schottenheimer gave us more than two or three days off just to just to get reconnected, right, with your family and to get back to your roots and to get back to the places that you're comfortable with and, and that you knew and where you grew up and, and all those good good things to see friends and family in, in mass. You know, I used to see a lot of family during the season, but it was onesies, twosies. You know, I'd pop in and or, you know, someone my parents would come out for a game. My brothers would come out for a game. It was always onesies twosies but like you know you go home for a bye week and you know you're having the big uh you know we have the big italian dinners at my aunt rita's house and i'm seeing all my cousins and you know i, I think that's very recharging for players and i think travis is one of those players that he gets recharged by being in the scene and being mm -hmm. in the action so if it's what charges him up and gets him ready to play 
by all means, you know, and uh, he'll just have to, you know, see what happens as far as his play and, and whether it was a distraction. But, you know, I don't I don't begrudge players for wanting to get back to some semblance of, of normalcy and get on a trip or something. If 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 he can, you know, look today with the, the amount of money these guys make, I mean, they charter planes, you could sleep business class. First class on planes is, you know, ridiculous. These beds and televisions and, you know, it's like, you know. Um, it's not, it's not, you know, the, 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 TWA flight and coach that it was when you went overseas now. So I'm, I'm not, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me at all that, that I would think he would be any less Travis Kelsey than he would be if he stayed at home in Kansas city and, you know, played Scrabble for six days. Say Joe, totally. Agree. I was talking about this with my family at first. I'm like, when I saw this news, I'm like, geez, you know, he, he's had a, a, you know, with the injuries and stuff, he's had a tough start of the season. He needs to rest and recover. But then exactly what you said, I thought about, you know, it'd be tough if, for me if I was going to Argentina. But he's I'm sure he's, you know, he makes enough money. He's he's flying private or if not, Taylor can certainly send him on her plane. So, yeah, I mean, that's and not that I, I know Travis. I've interviewed him, uh, you know, a handful of times. So, you know, but I obviously don't know him. Uh, but I get some tennises. He does seem like a guy who that's some people he if he was on his bye week, I don't think he's like just turning the TV off at 10 30 and going to sleep anyhow. He wants he gets like you said, he gets recharged by having fun. He seems like an extroverted personality. So I, I think this is actually a good thing, you know, the good thing for him. This is this is how he's got on wine. This is, you know, and, yeah. and it's not it, it would be grueling, like you said, if it was a TWA coach flight, but if you're flying <laughs> private to uh, South America, I think that might be the perfect thing for him for the for the yeah. rest of the season here. So, well, Jeff Derek Thomas, I mean, was a classic example. You know, they nicknamed him the social director of the NFL, and <laughs> I don't think there was a. I don't think in the time that I knew him, there was a Monday night game that he missed. Wow. I mean, you know, Tuesdays were our day off, and you know, Coach Schottenheimer would, you know, we'd go in for, uh, you know, film on on Monday. We'd have a, a workout. We'd do our treatment. We do our things. And Derek would follow every protocol, never missed anything. He was an unbelievable teammate from that perspective. But you know what he loved to do? He loved to go to Monday Night Football games. So he would hop on a plane, however he could get there. And he was he generally made it there by, I think, halftime for most games. And he would visit with players that he knew on the team. He would sometimes be on the sideline. You'd see him. And Derek loved going to Monday Night Football games. And that's how he got his energy. And he came back on Wednesday for practice. Nobody wanted to go against Derek Thomas ever uh, in practice or in the game because he just brought it every day. But you know what? That's what recharged him, and that's what made him who he was. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I think I he had, you know, I even had the opportunity to experience a player who gets that kind of energy from that kind of stuff. So, you know, more power to him if if he if he if that's what that what floats his boat. Great insight there, Joe. Uh, Joe, I, I'm curious. This game such a, a huge game. Give me kind of a matchup to watch and also kind of your prediction of score and how it, how this game unfolds. Yeah, I mean, I, I think let's let's talk about this Chiefs defense, right? We spend so much time talking about this offense, right? Travis, right. Patrick, and I'm telling you, this defense is playing at a super high level right now. And and the maturation at the at the running or at the linebacker position, uh, the maturation at the defensive bat in the defensive backfield, I mean. Let, let's talk about this defense because they are they are playing at a super high level right now. 
Steve Spagnola has all the right players in all the right spots. The Drew Tranquil, I know I keep beating this one up, but Drew Tranquil, what a pickup this mm-hmm. offseason. You know, nobody would have foresaw Nick Bo- Nick Bolton, you know, being out. Uh, Trent McDuffie's having an unbelievable sophomore year. Like, I just, I'm I'm really excited about this defense. So with that said, segue into the matchup, I think it's the Chiefs' entire defense against Antonio Brown and Jalen Hurts. I mean, Antonio, A.J. Brown, sorry. I think I think for me that's the that's the matchup that I'm going to be watching. Um, you know, of course, I'm, my eyes are going to get drawn to the offensive line. I'm going to want to see what's going on from a protection perspective. But you know, Jalen Hurts is very elusive, um, and and so I think they've got to keep him in the pocket, and we've got to see how this defensive backfield and linebacking core, when they're covering and passes, how they can get their get good enough drops to to cover. AJ Brown, because I think that to me is he will be the secret sauce for this game. Um, I think if 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 Jalen is a little bit banged up like we think he might be, and he's going to be sitting back in the pocket, he's going to be looking to either hand the ball off to DeAndre Swift or he's going to be looking to try to make AJ Brown make some big plays. And I think if they can shut AJ Brown down, if Jalen is a little bit banged up, it's going to limit what he can do in the RPO, and then the Chiefs defense kind of comes away you know, with a, a, a one-side victory from, from a defensive perspective. Joe, great points there. And just to pig, piggyback on what you said, you know, that um, I, I really think A.J. Brown's going to be interesting. Chiefs defense has been so good, like you pointed out. Trent McDuffie, another guy I want to mention is Legereus Sneed. Those, those corners have been so good. It allows uh, uh, Coach Spags to then just unleash these exotic blitzes because he doesn't have to worry about the guys in coverage. He doesn't have to – he can leave those guys alone. But I'm really curious. Sneed has been amazing this year. He really helped shut down Tyreek Hill or at least limit, you know, what was – who entered the game who is still the uh, ranks of the NFL as, a, you know, in yardage, in touchdowns, um, as the – right now he's number one in those categories. Um, he also limited Justin Jefferson, Garrett Wilson – but A.J. Brown, so Legereus Sneed is a big, long corner. He likes to press and be physical. I don't know if he's faced a receiver this season as big as physical as A.J. Brown. So I want to look at that. How does, you know, is he as, as successful as with his jams and stuff against a guy like Brown? Joe, I also want to look at the offensive line for um, the Chiefs versus the Eagles. That was such a big deal the Super Bowl, you know, this really good defensive line that brought so much pressure, the Eagles and the Chiefs held them to zero sacks. You know, they had the T-shirts printed on. There was all this, you know, it, it led to all this offseason talk. Well, maybe it was the, it was the turf that, that slowed down the pass rush of the Eagles that it, as much as the Chiefs' offensive line. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how that matchup, this for the sequel, uh, unfolds. Joe, I, I, I'm going back and forth on this. I, I was kind of – I've been waffling all day. I'm tempted to go Eagles by a point, by three points, just because I think the Chiefs are going to – like, they're, they're going to – I still think they're going to get the number one seed, but I think they're going to lose a game or two here or there. And, I you know, I think this is a tough one. I think the Eagles might have that extra motivation, good Super Bowl after that Super Bowl loss. But it's – it's it's really a it's really a pick'em, and I I think I, I want to lean more into since you're such an expert on both teams, who how you see this uh, game 
uh, who you see winning this game. Yeah, well, that was my, you know, when we flipped over to the other side of the ball, that was going to be my my matchup <laughs> to watch was was the O-line versus the D-line, uh-huh. uh, for the, the, the Eagles D-line versus the Chiefs O-line. I think they are so deep and so good, um, and they just come at you from all angles with, you know, any one of their defensive players, you know, can rush the passer, even those two big, enormous defensive tackles from from Georgia, Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. And then you throw in the very wily uh, veteran Fletcher Cox. And then you got Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat on the outside. Like any one of them, a yeah. team would be will, would be happy to have as a pass rusher. And they got like five or six of them yeah. and they rotate them. And 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 that is that is you know going to give the Chiefs fits now. You know Patrick with eyes on the back of his head and and his ability to have the game slow down. I I, I feel comfortable that he'll be able to do that. The the problem is he doesn't have that AJ Brown type receiver. Mm-hmm. You know to find that big guy. You know that's going to you know do the back shoulder throws. You know f- you know other than Travis of course right. I could can't dismiss Travis Kelsey but. But Travis is, you know, he's he's a tight end. He's not he's not AJ Brown, and he's not Tyreek Hill, um, who can you know dart across the field and spread out a defense horizontally. So that's I think if the Chiefs' offensive line can do their work against this vaunted defensive line, I think it gives Patrick the, the best shot at being successful and and using what he's got when it comes to this wide receiving core because we know that this wide receiving core is is it's you know. Look, I they're they're all they're very good players, but they're not, you know, it's it's a cast of, you know, and I mean this in no critical means, it's it's a cast of, you know, when you look at the whole bell curve of of the NFL of of receivers, it's it's a cast of of, of B to B plus receivers, right? right? I mean it's and 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 I, and I again I'm not being critical of them because they're all very good in their own right. But it's just going to be interesting to see if Patrick can find them, yeah, and yeah, if they and if they've used this bye week to get some really good timing routes done and to really find their way. This is big for Andy coming out of this bye week. I think if he if he can find a way to 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 use the playbook in their favor, that could also play to the Chiefs' advantage. And he's twenty one and three or whatever. Uh, I believe that's a stat after the buy. He's so good. That's that's a reason. I think I'm still sticking with my Eagles pick, but Jesus, tough to pick against Reed after a buy. So, Joe, two questions for you. Give me your score prediction, and also, you've seen a lot of the Eagles this year. Are they actually better than they were last year? I, I got to admit, Jeff, I think they are. I, I think they are actually better this year than they were last year. It, it's wow. it's just going to be a matter of whether or not the rest of the league is is, is as good or improved right. the way that they have. I, I just just you go up and down their depth chart, up and down their roster, and they they really haven't missed a step anywhere. And that's you know that's kind of that's kind of scary. Um, you know when you look at their at their depth chart now. Dallas Goddard is de- is doubtful, so they, they will right. lose they will lose a little bit there. Um, but 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 the way that they're using DeAndre Swift, Kenneth Gainwell, and Boston Scott, and sort of this little you know DeAndre's getting the bulk of the carries, but they they seem to to run Gainwell at at just the right time. You know, without Goddard, um, if Jalen's a little banged up, I mean that's what I think gives the Chiefs an advantage. They got to come into Arrowhead. Of course, you're going to get involved in the whole snap count thing. 
But I do have to say, though, I, to answer actually answer your question, Jeff, yes, I think this Eagles team is better than they were last year. It's just a matter of whether everybody else can keep up. And I think in this particular game, given the situation, I think the Chiefs do keep up. I think I think the Chiefs win this game by three. It's not going to be a, a, by any means a touchdown game in my eyes. I think this is going to be a, a field goal or less type game where, you know, you've got the two real powerhouses of the AFC and NFC coming together with two of the better quarterbacks um, in the league. So, and two, two great offensive lines, defenses that are playing well. I mean, this is, Jeff, this is a big matchup. I, I can't imagine, even if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you got to be wanting to watch this game, right? As much as the Cowboys fans don't like the Eagles, they're, they're going to be watching this game because this is, this is a big one. Can't wait. Well, if you enjoyed this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Go Chiefs! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.